and welcome to Molly Movie Club. I'm Anna Rutberg. I'm Casey Miratori. And today's movie is Ed Wood. Yes, today's movie is Ed Wood, sponsored, inverse sponsored, by Amazon Video, the worst video <laughs> streaming service in the world. I don't know if you can get reverse sponsorships, but what I would like to say is in exchange for zero dollars, I am here to tell you never to buy a movie on Amazon Video. Like, it was the worst quality. It kept... It kept dropping. Dropping. Like, if I want to watch a movie, just buffer the whole thing or something. But I don't want to, like, have my movie coming in and out of, like, (laughs) this blurry mess. Yeah. It reminded me of the the old days of YouTube when it was, like, 360p or whatever. I would have just said, like, shut it off. We have to watch it right if we hadn't already seen it. Right, yeah. If this was my first time, I would not have accepted that for a movie club. Come on. It's true. Well, yeah, so for both of us, this was our second time seeing this movie. I I like it. I like this movie. I actually liked it a little more... The second time, like having seen it once before, I really, I really enjoyed this movie. That's very good to hear mm-hmm. because I really didn't like this movie yeah. and I was afraid that we would have nothing to talk about. Because I'm like, if you also kind of didn't like it, then I was no, going to be. I, li- yeah. I, I like it. I okay. like it. I didn't. I didn't. Interesting. Oh, this is going to be a, this is like, I think our first episode where we're, 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 we're kind of like coming at it pretty differently, I think. Yeah, the it sounds like, and I don't know if this is the case, but it sounds like you, because we both saw it once mm-hmm, before. Mm-hmm. I think I was like lukewarm on it. Mm-hmm. I think you were also kind of lukewarm on yeah. it. It sounds like you on second viewing liked it more. Me on second viewing liked it less. You know, because I, I was actually I thinking about say. that while watching it is I do think like watching it in the context of like the the movies we've just seen. Mm-hmm. Like, I was thinking actually a lot about, like, adaptation while okay. watching it. Because I think, in some ways, it and adaptation are, like, doing very similar things where they're, like, they're talking about the creative process mm-hmm. with, of mm-hmm. a creative person. Yeah. And one of the, one of the you know, in adaptation, I feel like, you know, the creator is, like, very self-aware to, to uh, almost too right. self-aware, yes. right? Too self-critical. Yes. Um, and then in, in, in this movie... To the point where he's arguing with his own self, effectively, yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. To the point, and where he can't make anything, yeah. right? And this is like the opposite, where it's like, you know, you still have a person who has a ton of creativity, but no self-awareness at all. Yes. But he's got a ton of drive. He won't stop. No one can stop him, right? Um, there's a lot of things about him, about Ed, that are extremely likable and admirable, like things that you're like, yeah, that's like, that's great. Um, but he has just no self-awareness. But at the same time, it's like, it brings me back to that adaptation quote of like, you are what you love, not what loves you. And I think that also perfectly kind of sums up Ed's character, right? Where it's like, he genuinely like thinks this stuff is great and loves it. But just has like, it's just no no one else does, right? Or at least not in the way that he, you know, eventually I think people did come to sort of appreciate it, but. I don't think anyone appreciates it in that way. That's what I mean. And not in the way that he thought about it, right? But I think it's it's just interesting because I think there's, you can't say that Ed is not like a super creative person, right? Like he's, he's obviously an extremely creative person. He's, but he's just, his, his creativity does not lead to like good 
ideas, right? Like, or ideas yeah. that come together to be anything. I mean, it's, it's, it's a little bit, there's a bunch of stuff to, to piece, to like parcel out. And I guess it, it would probably help me to know the history here a little better because yeah. this is not a criticism of the movie at all. It's just because mm-hmm. you brought, brought it up, I'm going to mention it. I, I don't hold this against the movie at all because I don't know yeah. and also don't have a strong opinion about it. Mm-hmm. But it does strike me as odd if I'm thinking this is a real person uh, because it's supposed to be at least somewhat of a biopic. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Edward's a real person. Yeah. These are real movies. I don't know to what extent they claimed to have hewed close to source material at all or if they just made most of it up. Mm-hmm. But I kind of have a hard time believing that someone in the way that Ed Wood was portrayed in the film wouldn't be just fine in Hollywood. I, I mean... But in some ways he was. I mean, he was able to make his movies. Not really. I mean, like nobody ever backed his movies. Like he feels he feels like someone who studios would just be like, yep, this is our guy who just cranks out these crap. Like they just be put him on documentaries or they do you like I feel like there must have probably been more and and again, just this is just what I'm just saying what strikes me. I have no idea. Maybe this is a hundred percent accurate and just who knows why. Because people fail sometimes for weird reasons, but somebody who's just happy to like point a camera at stuff, I feel like Hollywood has a use for that person. I feel like there was, in my brain anyway, I feel like there must have been more to him than is shown in the film that explains why he didn't become a lackey for a movie studio because that's exactly the kind of person I feel like they like. Yeah, I mean, it could you know? be it could be that that's not what he wanted, right? Like, I mean, it could be he was just too ambitious. To, he wanted do, to be doing his own thing. Maybe in the real world, that's not portrayed in the film. In the film, it seems like he's the kind of guy. I mean, he went to ask to direct a picture, whatever. If they had said he's you got to direct, he it, hustles. Yeah. If, if they had handed him a script, you felt like he would just been like, "Sure, I'll shoot that script." If they had told him go work the camera, it feels like he would have done that. He felt like a guy who would do anything because he just loved I'm not, movies, I, I, and so, so I don't know. I actually don't think I totally agree with that. Everything that he did in this in the movie, he like wrote. Like he he turned like you know y- you could say that, but he was initially hired for the 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 sex change quote unquote picture. Right? They didn't give him a script. Sure. I mean, I guess that's true. Right? It's, if, it, he felt like for, if, if, he, he, if someone had given him a script, he would have been like, okay, I'll shoot that. I mean, maybe. We just we didn't really see that happen, so we don't really know. We kind of see later on, after he talks to Orson Welles, he maybe, in the sort of like the climax of the film, has more of a like, I'm going to do things my way kind of a moment. But I really, yeah. I mean, it's not worth talking about in the context of the movie, honestly, because it doesn't matter. Like, I'm totally fine with the premise of the movie, but I just, coming away from the movie separately, I was just thinking, I don't know. I I bet there's more to this story. And I was almost kind of curious. I was like, Mm -hmm. I would like to go read more about it. But but that's all. I'm also not a person, like, I don't know. I've never seen his movies. Like, I've never seen Plan 9 from Outer Space. And I I do think, I'm guessing that seeing those movies, like seeing Edward movies before this and... I'm sure there's a lot of stuff like you can sort of tell by the like the way the, the intro and the outro to this movie like are are callbacks to like stuff in his movies right and I got that more actually I think on the second watch which made it like so in the you know the opening with credits is like the the same music and like the tombstones and whatever yeah and uh you know and that's the intro to 
Plan Nine, right? And same with the like, and then the the Hollywood, the, the clearly a model of like the Hollywood sign and and L.A. and stuff. The movie kind of ends on, and I I, I like those little nods, yeah. and I think I, I think those are things that people who are big Edward fans mm-hmm. are gonna uh, would probably like really respond to. Yeah, I'm assuming that there's like I and there's, do I'm sure recognize there's more, there's more than yes, in the movie. I recognize some of the stuff from Plan Nine for sure, uh, but I haven't seen like his other movies, so I'm sure mm-hmm. there's lots of other things. Like, yeah. you know, I didn't see the movie with the octopus, Bride of the Bride of the Adam. Right, right, right. Um, I mean, but I appreciate that. Bri- you sorry, can, Bride of the Monster. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I appreciate that you can watch Ed Wood and not have seen any Ed Wood stuff and still enjoy the movie and understand it and not have an issue with it. You do feel, I think. You you kind of understand that there's like references you aren't getting, but they they it's not a problem. I think in some ways, like the way that movies tend to do like fan service kind of stuff now would leave you feeling pretty like out of the loop. Um, but but this movie doesn't leave the viewer feeling out of the loop if they haven't seen Ed. I agree. Stuff. It doesn't have the feeling of watching a Star Wars movie. Right, is that what right. you're talking about? Yeah, where where it's like if you just watch this movie, there's nothing in it for you if you don't know it. Any, exactly. All, the whole exactly. Star Wars thing, right? They, exactly. They didn't even try to make a yeah. story that someone would enjoy yeah. who just sat down to or watch I, this cold. I get the yeah. sense, and I mean, I'd be curious to hear if there are any big Edward fans, right, uh, of the, you know, the actual person in his actual movies who watch this movie and and really like find all those references and, and love that. I would assume that that's a thing. The, the Plan 9 stuff is good. Uh, I guess I'll say that. So I assume the other stuff is good as well. I only noticed one thing where I was like, oh, that's not quite right, where... Uh, at least from my recollection, it's been 30 years. Mm-hmm. But when I saw Plan 9, I seemed, I, I remembered, like, I guess someone can go double check. Maybe I misremembered because mm-hmm. it seems weird to get this wrong. But one of the things that I remember most about Plan 9 from Outer Space mm-hmm. is the opening scene with Bella Lugosi. Mm-hmm. Which at the time, I didn't know it was his final film or anything. Mm-hmm. I don't really think I really knew who Bela Lugosi was beyond just he played Dracula and stuff. That's like it. I I didn't really. Um, And there's no internet at this time when I saw this Mm -hmm. movie. I mean, I was like, you know, in my teens. Mm -hmm. I mean, there there is sort of an internet, but nobody has access to it, really. Mm -hmm. Um, There's no search engines that you would use, right? So uh, that scene they recreated for Bela Lugosi coming out of the house Mm -hmm. and sniffing the flower looks very accurate to my mind, Mm -hmm. except... The shadow is going the wrong direction. So his there's a long shadow on the ground mm-hmm. from him. It's bright sunlight. And unless I'm just, my memory is that mm-hmm. bad after 30 years, I seem to remember very specifically the shadow goes the other direction. In, in Edward, it falls left to right. In Plan 9, it falls right to left. Why, you may ask, do I remember this detail? <laughs> yeah, why do you remember right? this detail? Why would I remember this detail if I do remember it? And why would I care that they got that detail wrong? Well, because the thing that cracked me up the most in Ed Wood, out of all the stuff, I mean, uh, in Plan 9, out of all of the stuff that was in there, was that in that scene when Bella Lugosi walks off the right edge of the screen, mm-hmm. and you'll recall there's a car crash. Mm-hmm. What Ed Wood did is he just froze frame when Bela Lugosi walks off the right edge of the screen and then played the car crash sound. Yeah. But the shadow was still coming onto the screen. So you watched a quote-unquote car crash happen Mm. while still being able to see that the person was just standing there totally unharmed. Okay, Uh, okay. And so this cracked me up when I watched Plan 9 
And I, when I was watching Ed Wood, it, it's weird because like the hmm. one thing that I you could noticed, yeah. positively say that I had seen, they got wrong unless I'm just missing it. So I was like, oh, come on, guys. Like that was a great part of Plan 9 was the shadow standing there. Uh, but they missed know. it. They missed know. it somehow. Yeah, that's funny. I don't anyway. know. That's a good. I'd love to know. I'd love to know if that was like. We'll ch- we'll have to check to see if I, maybe I'm just full of it. Uh, but that's what I remember because okay. I remember th- that cracking me up. Is that the shadows fell from right to left? So you you just saw it sitting there on the ground, and it plays this big car crash, and you're like, "Well, I guess it must have been a very strange car accident." <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think also thinking about it, I do wonder if seeing adaptation last week, I found it to be an interesting com like kind of comparison, because like you know last week you're talking about the like lack of emotion kind of, and I actually think this movie does a really a nice job of the emotional part of the characters. Really? Yeah, I I really I'm, like I'm the flip I'm completely opposite of you on that. I feel like I think Ed's a little hard to relate to because he's so like weird and kind of like distant. Um but I do find I find the stuff with Bella Lugosi to be pretty sad. Um and yeah. and pretty good. Like I really like I like their relationship. I like the relationship of him and Ed. I think when he when Ed is with Bella, I think that's when he's like the most human and like relatable and not just this yes. like eccentric go-getter hustling kind yes. of guy. But when it, when he's with Bella, I think he's he seems a lot more grounded. I do think that's the place where the emotional like part of the movie works to the yeah. extent that it does. I definitely liked that part better. I think that's um, I think that's mostly where it is. Yeah, I think I think Bella Lugosi, like the movie, sort of the emotional kind of core of the movie, sort of, sort of focuses around him. Like when uh, he dies, I feel like it's it's pretty sad, and like the whole the, the like all the stuff he goes I, through. I disagree with that. Okay, like that that would be a big criticism for me of the film is that Bella Lugosi's death just kind of just it's like there and it's gone. It doesn't seem to really cast a shadow on Ed at all. Yeah, it really Ed, felt very hollow to me when Belagosi died, and and that's just one of the ways that I think the movie doesn't work emotionally for me is that I never actually see any emotional consequences for almost anybody except Bella Lugosi occasionally. But I think right? I think that's part of Ed. Like so. I I think that's true to Ed's character. Like I I don't he's not gonna have a strong reaction to that. I think he's like. He's not obviously the kind of person who's hit emotionally hard by like anything bad. I mean, if he was, he would just give up. But he he never he just keeps going. Like bad stuff happens, he gets told no. He 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 just keeps going. He doesn't I, really let anything ki- kind of affect him much. I don't disagree, but that just doesn't make a very satisfying movie. It, it, like to me, if you're just going to show me a movie about someone who a bunch of bad things happen to and they literally don't care and then the movie ends, I'm just I don't know why I'm watching that movie, right? Like, it's it's not that that couldn't be true because you could have someone who really was that way. It just didn't, I don't know, it just didn't work. And, and I think one way I might put it is I don't know if that's a main character. Mm-hmm. As a side character, I think that kind of character can can be in a movie that I like that I'm in, invested in. Mm-hmm. As a main character, it just it feels like everything's Teflon. It just slides right off, and so the movie never grabs. It never mm-hmm. right. I can think of a movie. So there was a movie called The Station Agent. I don't know that I think it's a great movie, but there is a character in that movie played by Bobby Caravallo uh, who has this trait. Like he just doesn't 
take rejection ever. Like you can just tell him he's horrible and go away. And he's just like, all right. And he comes back <laughs> and he's like, so what's going on? The next day he's like, hey, you want to do something? You know, that kind of mm-hmm. thing. And it works as a side character. It's kind of funny. And also it works because it, you know, contrasts with the main character who's, you know, very much not able to take things that way, right? In this movie, I feel like because just nothing ever emotionally happens to this character, it's just tough. It's really hard for Hmm. me because I'm like, it just kind of feel like the movie floats by, which is, like, I think you're right. I mean, I think that's not an implausible thing for this character to be experiencing, but... I just don't want to experience that. It feels very like inconsequential to me, the whole movie basically. Hmm. Yeah, because I I think, I do think Bella Lugosi is the, is like the emotional sort of stuff of the movie is his stuff. To the extent that there is any, yes. Yeah, no, totally. I mean, I do, it's, I guess I sort of agree. I mean, I agree with you. I just don't, I don't find that makes the movie like boring or something. Yeah, and, and I think, my guess is that's the reason why on second viewing I disliked the movie, but I didn't really like dislike it. I was just kind of like meh on it the first time I watched it is because the second time I watched it, I already know what happens. And so watching a movie where I already know what happens, but where there's really no emotional content for the main character, just it was just super boring. Like, you know what I mean? And one of the interesting things about watching the second time, too, is this movie, to me, starts out stronger. Mm-hmm. I Because you don't know that he's uh, a transvestite at the beginning uh, of the movie yeah. if you haven't already seen it. Mm-hmm. And so there's a bunch of kind of cool stuff you might miss. Uh, I really liked watching it this time when, like, the... Uh, when his girlfriend mm-hmm. asks where her sweater is, like, oh, yeah, have you seen my sweater? Yeah, she's like, I never can find my clothes anymore. I, yeah, yeah, and he like rolls over in bed to mm-hmm. face the camera, and Johnny Depp does this great like little like kind of like exacerbated mm-hmm. face mm-hmm. about it, right? And I'm sure I didn't know what that was meant to imply the first time I saw right, it because right. I didn't know that about Ed Wood. Yeah, I didn't, yeah. I didn't know that yeah. history. Like I said, I don't really know anything about the real Ed mm-hmm, Wood. Mm-hmm. So I didn't go into it knowing that was true, I don't mm-hmm. think. Um, and there's a couple things like that in there. In that first part, it, it actually worked pretty well for me. Like mm-hmm. I was kind of like, if a, a, a movie that was sort of more... <sighs> That portrayed his... So, okay. Here's what I'll say. When he describes Glenn or Glenda, Mm -hmm. it felt like I was starting to get somewhere about caring about this character and their problems, right? He's, like, conflicted about it. He has this thing that is not generally approved. And, you know, in California, probably more than most places. But it's still not going to fly in that day and age with a lot of people, Mm -hmm. right? Um, you certainly couldn't be open about it in public. And so it felt like it was going to have some teeth to it. And the way he described Glenn or Glenda sounded like a person who really does have emotional problems. It's not all gliding off of him. He is worried about this. He feels stressed about the fact that he can't talk about this, even though that's really just who he is. It's just like, I, I like to wear these clothes and I don't feel like I can. That whole first part of the movie kind of feels like it works to me. And then it's just kind of gone. Even Hmm. though there 
are some scenes that involve him in drag later in the movie, they don't really feel emotionally conflicted. Even when he has it out with his girlfriend about it, it's just kind of doesn't really affect him, you know? And like you say, maybe that's him, but it fights with the beginning of the movie a bit because it it did sound like he cared. But I also you think, know? I think that's... And then later he doesn't. Yeah, I actually, just, I, I think what you're saying is exactly what the movie is trying to say. I don't know because, like, about that. I think as it goes on, he cares like less and less what people think of him, his movies, right? Like as he goes along, he's he's... He's making bigger films that are worse that people are like having even stronger negative reaction to. And he just doubles down and keeps going. So I think that's sort of his thing is it's like as the movie goes along, he cares less. He be- And as he goes, as the movie goes along, he dresses, you know, he starts actually dressing in women's clothing. And by the end, he's like directing while wearing right. Like he's he's totally sort of like stopped caring by the end of the movie about what anyone about what people think of him or his movies. Right. He's just making, he's being who he is and he's doing what he wants to do. But not really. Like, it's the same the entire way through. Like, I don't really agree with that. I don't feel like this character is dynamic. Like, he was super concerned what everyone thought at the beginning and then wasn't later. No, it's not that he's super concerned, but he's definitely, he was hiding, he was hiding parts of himself. And and I think he, he, he eventually started to... I mean, yeah, But those things don't line up. Like, in other words, if that had been how the movie was, meaning, like, he just... <clears throat> pretend it's not Ed Wood. We're making a different movie. So we're just writing a movie about a person who has something repressed and they make movies and we want, you know, to, to show this arc. At the beginning, if the person is like very much like, oh, I just make exactly the movie people tell me to make. I never do anything creative in them and and I don't go in drag ever, right? I, that's not what I do. Um, it's all just kind of hidden, Right. And then we see some changes that the character goes through and then we, you know, get to, like, there is a movie that looks like that. Yeah. This movie doesn't feel that way at all. Yeah. It's very uneven because he's completely unconcerned about anything right from the start except for the clothing. That's the only thing. We never really see a, a gripping moment where he decides that this is actually okay. We don't even really see him ever be conflicted with it. He just kind of does Glenn or Glenda, decides to dress that way in front of his girlfriend, and that's it. We never really I see. I, I think the thing that you know? I'm struggling with a little bit is like, I don't know, I I don't I don't feel the need for every movie to have that. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I don't need every character to have like this big arc where they start somewhere and end like somewhere totally different. Like, that's... Like, I don't feel like that's necessary. And, and certainly I don't feel like, for me anyway, in this movie, like, I wasn't missing that. You know what I mean? Like, like I felt like there was enough about him that was, like, interesting okay. and weird. The performances are all really good. Um, Johnny Depp does, like, a really sort of strange performance for Ed. Like, the way he talks. And, it, it, like, he's just, he's kind of, like, a weird he dude. He definitely does an old school kind of, like... Well, golly gee, sir, let's yeah, go yeah. do the thing. Like that kind of yeah. a feeling. And, and he's so. always kind of got this like creepy smile on his face. Like he's just such a positive person. Like he doesn't, he doesn't care. Um, and, and like, you know, the, the Bella Lugosi, the Lugosi performance, I think is just really fantastic. It um, is remarkably Bella Lugosi feeling, although granted, I'm, I'm not really a Bella Lugosi fan, so I suppose I can't really say, but it, it felt like oh yeah, a very like accurate feeling performance. Yeah, um, I think so. it was great. It was just like a little bit, a little bit campy, but like 
so is so is the character, right? Like so is Bella Lugosi, right? Like that guy. So um I don't, I don't know, know I, man. I, I just I I just I'm not even close to you on this one. That's fine. For a movie about like serious drug addiction problems and, you know, uh, repressed transvestitism. But it's not it's and like all that t- stuff. It just doesn't work for me to have this bombastic tone that's like mm. nothing matters and and not just I, nothing I really, matters. I disagree. But, yeah. I disagree. The tone I think no. the tone is like I really like the tone of this movie. It's not like the, to make a movie about Ed Wood and his ridiculous movies. You couldn't. I mean, maybe some other movie like a really dark, serious tone like does not fit at all with a movie about Ed Wood and and his. Silly Neither movies. does drug addiction to morphine and people like not having health care. It it doesn't work. The things that are put in this movie are not light subjects. If you no. wanted to make a silly movie about Ed Wood, that'd be great. This isn't it. This is not a silly movie about Ed Wood. This is this is about like it's like, but the tone is dark. It's like dark humor, like dark comedy. It's not dark. It is. There's there's nothing dark about this film. I don't know if there's not a single dark scene in this movie. You don't think the stuff with Bella is dark? No. What do you think it is then? It does not bother anybody, including him. Somehow, it's just very strange. I mean, this is a movie where a guy like shoots up in a car and then goes and shoots a scene. That's it. It just just happens, and nobody's okay. upset or sad or bothered. We don't we don't even see a single shot of like Bella Lugosi really like. We don't even see his face for that scene, right? It's it's the the things that are in this movie versus the tone of the movie make no sense to me. They just really it's so don't. weird. Yeah, because I don't I don't feel that. Like I don't. Yeah, I guess I don't. I, I'm not with you on that, and I don't know why exactly. Mm. But like, like I don't feel like we need to have like gratuitously sort of like like gratuitous shots of like, oh, I'm I'm injecting this drug and I'm like so in pain and like you know I mean like I don't. That's not what I. It's not gratuitous. It's just what it's what you're choosing to put in the movie. I didn't ask you to show me that Bela Lugosi is shooting up before he shoots an octopus scene. But if you're going to show me that. Take it seriously. It's not a joke. I'm not asking them to put these things in the movie. But I guess, I mean, I guess emotionally, like, I felt like it was sad. Do you know what Mm. I mean? Like, I I came away from the Bella Lugosi stuff feeling like it was tragic. Okay. Um, So for me, the movie was communicating that it was tragic. It was sad. Like, there's something so pathetic. He's so pathetic, right? And, like, the fact that he's even working with with Ed, right? Like how far he's fallen, like what he's doing. But but at the same time, their friendship is genuine. Um, There's something to me that's like really touching about that and very, very sad. And I don't think it needs to be like hitting you over the head with how sad it is. Like, oh, look how sad everyone is. It's like, I also don't think that that's how reality works. You know what I mean? Like, I, I think... No, I don't know this what you mean. This, I'm people, not asking you to hit people... me over the head with it. I'm just asking you to take it seriously. Meaning like... If you want to have these things in a movie, I feel like I want to see a little bit more space for them, right? In other words, the if this movie is about his relationship with Bela Lugosi and you know, this drug addiction thing and the stuff they went through, but they still made movies anyway and whatever, I'm totally fine with that. And you don't have to hit me over the head with anything, but it should be more about that. Like... 
I feel like this movie just goes by and it just throws a bunch of things on the screen that presumably come from little snippets of stuff that were maybe true or half true about Ed Wood, meaning like we know that he did this fundraiser and Mm -hmm. we knew that he made this movie and we knew that he shot this octopus scene over here or whatever, but they don't add up, Hmm. right? They're just kind of scattershot. I mean, let me give you some other examples. If that part worked for you, okay. I mean, what works for people works for people. But like there's entire parts of this movie that I have no idea what's even happening. Okay. For example, all of a sudden there's a part of this movie where we just cut And he's talking to a guy at a meatpacking plant about funding his movie. I have no idea who this person is. I have no idea how he ended up at this meatpacking plant. I have no, I literally, even on the second viewing of this movie, he gets funding from a guy from a meatpacking plant. I have no idea what's going on in the film. I literally had none. Hmm. Do you know who that guy was? I have no idea. I mean, idea I don't think it, it doesn't really matter, does it? It's just like he's hustling. He's just trying to get. Yes, it matters. How did he find this guy? Why does that? I, I guess I just like to me that doesn't matter because you you know he just hustles like at that point you totally understand how Ed Wood works what he does it's not implausible or weird to me at all that he would end up in this weird situation asking some it's not implausible people. it's just incongruous it's like how I have no idea what happened in the movie just now he's never been at a meatpacking plant he's never gone anywhere to hustle his movie. The only thing we've ever seen is him just holding these fundraisers. We've never seen him go to a business ever and ask for, like, you say we know he hustles. No, we don't. I've never seen him do that in this entire film. He's never gone door to door trying to sell a movie. I have no idea how this scene could even sort of happen. Well, no, you but you see a scene earlier where he's calling tons of different people trying to get money. Remember, he's like he's like calling all sorts of like. Sure, he c- calls them on the phone. I don't. Kn- I'm just he saying, like, go it never. It, it like that scene was not weird to me at all. I don't know. I d- it didn't even occur to me that like that would be weird that he would just be asking anybody. So that was weird. Okay. To me, because I did. It wasn't weird. It, it's not in. It's not like inconceivable to me. It's just right. it does. It looks like there's a chunk of the movie left out. Oh, okay. Like where he goes like, oh, you know what? Okay, these fundraisers aren't working. Here's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go door to door or whatever, right? Like like this is my plan or something to get this film made. And then it just cuts. It's like en media res. It cuts in the middle of his pitch of the movie to a person we've never seen before. It's very strange. I guess, all right. I, I did not find it strange. But. Same thing happens with Criswell. Criswell, he walks, he's walking out of like a studio thing with Bela Lugosi. Bela Lugosi uh, was uh, doing like a vampire thing for some like the, the show, variety the, show yeah. thing. I don't know what it was. He runs into Criswell mm-hmm. and Criswell like says something to him. Like he happens to know, he says, I, I see things in your future or whatever. And he says something about uh, Glenn or Glenda. Like he actually knew mm-hmm. what that was, uh, which was strange because like most people didn't know. Right. Mm-hmm. I literally have no idea how he ends up helping Ed Wood fund his movies. The, the very next thing we see of Chris Well, they go out to dinner. And no, di- that's much later. Isn't that after the... Th- after, I thought that was after the Bella Lugosi no. goes to the TV show thing. No, not that I know of. Oh, I thought that was right. I thought that was like right at, more or less right after that. No? Am I wrong? I thought they go out to dinner after. Remember, and then Ed's like asking him all about these things about the future, and he's like, it's just an act. Like, I thought that was right after they met him, basically. They went out to dinner. I mean, I thought anyway... I don't remember them saying, let's go out to dinner after that. And then they go out to dinner. Well, Is that what need, actually happens? They don't need to I say it. I thought they just walked by. Oh, I was I was assuming they just, they afterwards they were like, let's, you know, they went out and 
grabbed a drink or got a meal or whatever. Hmm. All right. Well, I guess I'll have to go. <laughs> I have that to watch it the third just, time. I mean, that's my memory of it anyway. Is like that's how their friendship began. They met on that show and then they they struck up friendship. I agree they met on the show, but I just didn't know why he took an investment, why he decided to be invested in Ed Wood's movies. I think they just, they struck up a friendship, right? I mean, they they became friends. I guess. We didn't really see, like, I don't know. I I didn't see any indication that he was concerned about helping Ed, right? Like, it's very clear that Vampira doesn't. We -hmm. see a bunch Mm -hmm. of scenes with Ed Wood trying to get her involved in his movies and she doesn't. I never really saw the scene where Ed is like, can you help me get this movie funded? And he's like, sure, I'll do this fundraiser for you or something. I never saw that. I think they just I agree become, they go out to dinner. I think they just become friends. I agree they, they run into each other on the show, but I just never, again, it just feels like it kind of just happens. I mean, he's I, just there all of a sudden, showing up on set, he's at the fundraisers, and it's just like, did they become really close friends all of a sudden and I missed it? I just, I think that stuff just doesn't really bother me because it's like, we're not really going in depth with with a lot of detail, right? We're like we're this movie is covering a fair amount of time and and is more focused on Ed making the movies, right? Like that's and and I think and Bella and his friendship with Bella, like that's yeah what the movie's really focused on. You know, I didn't find myself confused or whatever. I felt I feel like Ed attracts misfits. Like that seemed pretty clear. Like um, I don't know. It didn't seem that way. I don't know, a little bit. Like the Bill Murray character, um, whose name I can't remember, um, his, his, uh, his friend from the start. B- he, Bunny Breckenridge? Yeah, yeah. I think it, yeah. Like, they showed the names. One thing that helped, one thing mm-hmm. that I really did like about this movie is that at the end of the movie, they show the uh, Where Are They Now, mm-hmm. which had their names printed on the yeah, screen, yeah. which meant I knew who now, who each person was. Because when they say that, like, Criswell, right, I didn't know I, through the entire I, movie I, I what agree. they were Until saying. Until the end. And yeah, then yeah. the end there was like, oh, Criswell, okay, now I know who it is. Yeah, I think yeah, it was Bunny too. Breckenridge or something close yes, to that. Yes, yes, I think you're right. Um, actually, there's a great, uh, there's a scene I really like, the scene at the at the wrestling match um, where they... All, all of the Bill Murray scenes I liked, well, Yeah, cause, uh, but be there's something just about the setup, that whole scene that I found so... Interesting because Ed probably likes to think of himself as an artist or whatever, right? But there was just so, something so funny. But they're like, you know, wearing like suits or whatever, and uh, Bill Murray has like the little opera glasses, yes. and he's like watching the wrestling, like yes. as it's as though they're at the opera or yes. something, like high art. Yeah. But it's just like crap, right? Yeah, it's just yeah. like wrestling, and I feel like that just it really sums up the like his movies and that that sort of right. It's like it's like a really lovely little metaphor or, or uh, juxtaposition yeah 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 it's like it's like here's how they're treating it and here's how everyone else is treating exactly, it exactly right? exactly yeah. and it's like uh it's highbrow lowbrow well uh i i really liked the bill murray baptism oh my god <laughs> when when it's like it's like do you accept jesus christ your lord and savior and he goes sure <laughs> yeah and then he, he and holds he his almost, nose and then he almost like and then he just He's starts like, flailing yeah. <laughs> oh no so good it was like really Pretty great. There's a lot of really funny stuff um, um, in this movie. Is there? I, I didn't think there was. Really? Uh, the Bill Murray stuff I, I like. Um, I love the octopus. I love I love the scene with the octopus when um when Bella goes he like gets in the water and starts like wrestling with it. Wrestling. And uh, it's just like it's so I find that to be like so funny. Because he does like such a good job, he, but it's yeah. also like ridiculous. To me it wasn't funny. I was just like, like, oh, this is pretty good. It's like, 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 I think it's, a good job it's actually that. almost like heroic. Like I think I think this yeah. is why I do find Bella's story so affecting. Because I do think it's it's tragic because he is he's actually like really good. Do you know what I mean? Like he was good. He was really good. He still can be, um, but his life has sort of fallen apart. 
and it's and he doesn't have any money. He's broke. Yeah. Um. He he's losing everything. He's losing his house and his his unemployment. And it's it's like I don't know. I found that stuff to be like genuinely really sad. Interesting. I, okay. I know you say that you didn't, but I I I did. Um. Yeah. I the movie didn't give me any space to do so. Right. Hmm. Like it felt like a movie that was telling me to be sad about this, but didn't actually care itself. Hmm. Like, right? Because I treat movies like what movies choose to spend their time on to me conveys a lot. So to me, it's pretty hard for you to just tell me something and expect me to be sad about it if you didn't spend the time to focus on that thing. I'm not going to really believe you. I feel you, like right? they spend a lot of time um, focusing on Bella. And I don't think they really do. Really? It feels yeah. to me like it spends the movie spends a lot of time. Like to me, there's the the movie focuses on like two main things, which is one is Ed's hustle and making the movies, yeah. and the second is Bella and and their relationship. Yeah, like I feel like it splits those two things pretty evenly. It feels like to me, it it definitely feels more to me like. Uh, so I think part of it again is that because Ed is the main character and he's the one that whose POV you're in every, pretty much through the entire film. There's not yeah. like a lot of like, oh, let's cut away to somebody else. It doesn't really happen. You're, yeah. you're only seeing his point of view in this I mean, movie. the movie's called Ed Wood, so. <laughs> well, yeah, but I mean, there's, you know, there's ways of shooting movies, right? There's ones that are more third person where you're like, okay, we show Bella Lugosi doing something at his home when Ed isn't there. That's mm-hmm. a thing that you could have done in this movie, sure. right? And then there's other movies that are like, if if Ed Wood can't see it, you can't right, see right, it, right? right? And this is is that, more or less. Like, yeah, it's a movie, a, it's, it's told from his perspective. It's he's, told from yeah. his perspective, and if he's not in a scene, you don't see the and scene. And to be right? honest, um, I think in a lot of ways, I think the movie, like his sort of like optimism and worldview, I think the movie actually also has, like intentionally. So at the end, and you see like, you know, they... they the movie premieres and you don't ever actually see the reaction to it. You don't see the audience. Right. Yeah. And they just, he's like, let, like, let's get married. Let's go to Vegas. It's raining. Like we're, it's, it's like a, it's like a Hollywood ending, right? It's like, it's overly like happy and overly optimistic. Just like I think Ed kind of is. Um, But then pretty quickly after you get the little like blurb about what the rest of his life kind of actually looked like. Um, And it's, kind of dark right it's not it's not a happy ending and i think i feel like the which mo- to be honest is probably again one of the things about the way i look at this movie is i think that the title card that comes at the end is probably more what would have made a lot more sense as a movie it probably would have actually felt a lot better to me if you portrayed someone who could ever plausibly be an alcoholic, there's no way this person's yeah, ever yeah. an alcoholic yeah, yeah. ever. I think so. I, they they removed all that from the thing, and you're saying, well, that was fine, and maybe it is. Obviously, you know, Red Letter Media loves this movie as well, so obviously it it works for people. Mm-hmm. I, I don't get it. To- I really don't. Tim Burton movies, I think, often have this sort of tone to them. I I, I think that's. Do they? Yeah, I think so. I feel like. You think Batman was Batman? Well, I. <laughs> I mean, kind of. I, I feel like there's yeah. this, like, goofiness to them. Yeah, no, um, I and, agree with that. And this, like, lightheartedness, even with darkness. Like, there's always a darkness to them, too, right? Like, Tim Burton is also, like, there's always this, like, almost horror kind of, like, creepy creepy thing also going on in a lot of his his movies. It's like he does this. I mean, yeah. like, Edward Scissorhands is probably a great example of, like, Tim Burton tone, where it's, like, the creepy, like, gothic, like, dark horror yeah. stuff, and then, like, the pu- the bubblegum colors and the, like, the kind of, like, silliness, right? And I think that's, like, his uh, tone, that's sort of his his tone. 
I don't know. So I, I think this blame... movie made by a different director maybe would have been different. Like I don't blame the directing in this though. No, no. I think I actually really like the directing. I'm just saying tonally, the tone. Like you're talking. I think it's the, sc- the screenwriting is the tone to me. Because the reason I think that is because I believe it's the same people who did Do- uh, is it Dolomite is my name. What what's the name of the picture? It's got Eddie Murphy and. It's about making the one, the Dolomite. Netflix one, the recent. Yeah, is it one? like is it Dolomite is my name? Yeah, or I don't remember I don't, what the name yeah, of the yeah, actual. I know, what, I know what movie you're yeah. talking about. I don't. I don't remember, remember the, what they actually called the movie, um, but the one about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The yeah. making of Dolomite. Mm-hmm. So I felt like that movie was a better movie. So it's the same movie, mm-hmm. pretty much, um, just about a different person. Same basic idea, yeah. same structure of the film. I think that movie is better, probably because. I mean, to be honest, because it's probably a little truer, like that filmmaker, uh, I can't remember his name. Um, I'm blanking on all of the names of this, but, uh, <laughs> you know, the Dolomite films are better. Uh, you know, he, he, that guy was better. I think it's Ray. Well, it, yeah, but you're right. Like Ed Wood's films are absolutely Ed Wood's films terrible. are horrible. And I'm pretty sure, like, I could be wrong, but I just think there's no possible way that, that there's any truth to this movie. Like, it's just a pure fabrication of what it was probably like to be Ed Wood. The Dolomite movie might have been closer because, like, that guy was a better filmmaker. Like, yeah, he made, like, B-movies, but they were a lot better and resonated with people and filled a market niche and all these other things. Mm -hmm. Ed Wood just should never have made movies. Yeah. Right? And that's, but I mean, I think that's the tragic thing about him. Like, I find that to be very sad, too. But like, it's not a tragedy. That's the problem with this movie. Like, to me, this this movie is just fundamentally even fights its main character. If you want to portray this guy the way he is, that guy's not going to be a failure. I'm sorry. Like, anyone who works that hard and cares that little about what goes on the screen, I mean, that's like, you know... I mean, another person who shares all of those traits and wears women's clothes would be Kathleen Kennedy. And she's, like, in charge of Star Wars, right? So, like, it, they just, that kind of, it doesn't make sense. Like, the movie just doesn't Maybe, make sense to me. I don't know, because I just, I guess I just don't, I just don't feel the same way. I don't know. Because, like, I, I find, like, someone who really loves something, like, he, likes loves movies and loves making movies and is just truly terrible at it, that's, like, really sad. <laughs> You know, and yeah, and this this should have felt sadder. This movie should have felt I, sadder. I guess to me. I just felt like there was always this this like undercurrent of like darkness to it that he just always pushed through and never really let affect him externally. And I, I guess I don't I don't know. I just I don't I just don't have the problems you have with it. I mean, mm. I guess I it's like I can sort of see what you're saying. It just doesn't bother me. Like. The tone just, of this movie doesn't bother me. It it really does to me. And it's not just the tone. It's the dynamics of the tone. So if we had had a low point for Edward at some point in this movie, anywhere, then I would maybe have responded more. If you only ever show me one thing, which is all this movie ever did, I can't really relate to where it is, right? Like, it doesn't feel like he's doing anything remarkable by pushing through all of these tough things. Because it never seems to bother him at all. Not even, we never even see a single moment where he's bothered by it. Even the one time where he storms out of the studio, he's like, I'm sick of this. Um, what the, and at the very beginning. He literally just walks into the bar, talks to Orson Welles for five seconds, and that's it. Well, I would say that at right? the very beginning of the movie, at the very beginning of the movie, when he's talking with his girlfriend, right, he's like, maybe I'm not cut out for this. You know, like he, he, 
he kind of has like that moment at the beginning of the movie. Yeah, maybe a little bit. And then he, I think he just... If we I had mean, moved the, that but forward, But the, the fundamental right? trait of Ed Wood is that he just doesn't have that thing in him that cares. He just doesn't. Like, not really, you know? Even with the women's clothing thing, like, he really doesn't. And by the end, he just doesn't. I mean, he goes up to Orson Welles, like, wearing women's clothing. Do you know what I mean? Like, he just, at yeah. the, he just doesn't care anymore. Well, he took the wig off. He took the wig off. Yeah, that's true. But I, I don't know. I mean... And it's not like some major arc because I don't think a person like Ed Wood goes through a major arc, really. I think, you know, I think he's kind of going to be that guy. The arc isn't for Ed's benefit. The arc is for the audience's benefit. The reason that you have things like that in a movie is to give a range so that the people understand who are watching the movie can perceive what it's like in the character's world, right? Like even a documentary usually doesn't want to portray something as completely uniform from start to finish because it makes it very hard for you to know relatively where something is on an emotional scale if you only ever show that thing, right? It's like if you only ever have one loudness, it's hard to know how loud it is, right? Because you don't, your ears adjust Mm -hmm. and that's all you heard. You Mm -hmm. don't know that it's quiet or loud or whatever, right? And so just having no dynamics at all in a movie makes it very hard to... I don't know. I guess we just have to kick this to the club. Yeah, I think this is definitely one. Like, we gotta please kick this to the comment. Club. We want to hear from you on this one because... Where do people fall on this? Don't yeah. care or yes, it's a problem. Um, yeah, or somewhere in right? between. I guess there could be somewhere in between. Yeah, because I mean, I guess I might be somewhere in between in the sense that like, I don't love this movie, right? And I think on first viewing, like I said, because I didn't know anything that was going to happen in the movie, on first viewing, I... I didn't really love the movie, yeah. but okay, I saw some scenes, mm-hmm. you know, and it's stuff I didn't, you know, I didn't know anything about Ed Wood, so it's all, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, and some of it's probably true, like, oh, you know, uh, I, I wondered in Plan 9 for, from Outer Space, like, how did these actors end up in here, mm-hmm, right? Mm-hmm. Like, it's really, mm-hmm. I mean, because even somebody who has no money and is making a crap film doesn't have to have like the Lobo guy like the tour or whatever yeah, his name yeah, is yeah. you're just like how does this guy end up acting in a movie because you're like you could have just grabbed anyone off the street and they could have said the lines better right mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. now it's like oh okay I see it like he thought it was he, he wanted kind of like a monster looking guy or whatever and he, he saw this wrestler or whatever you know okay that makes sense so some of those things were like so, somewhat enjoyable on the second viewing I'm like okay I you already saw that so I'm not I don't know why. Really and interested, but, on, you know. on the, I think I, I got more out of it on the second viewing. And I think sometimes, like, my memory's not as good as yours. So, like, Mm-mm. I think sometimes, mm. for me, the second viewing of a movie can actually be better generally because yeah. I'm following it better. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm understanding it better just because it's not, like, it's not hitting me for the first time. Like, I'm not. Like, I don't know. So, I, I, I definitely felt like I got, I was a little more into it this time than I was the first time. Mm. Um yeah, I mean, I, it's, I, I'm not saying this is like a, a, my you know favorite movie or some really ma- some masterpiece or something, but I definitely think I'm getting a lot more out of it than you are. That seems true. Yeah, it does. It does. Well, I guess I don't know. There's not that much more to say. I don't think. I mean, there are I mean, other I, things I, that like I wrote down, yeah. but they're all they're all of the same thing. Like I felt like the Bride of the Monster premiere was completely inscrutable to me. That one, so I, I had would no ag- idea what was I, supposed to be happening. So why they were going there? Yes. I guess it was a bad part of town. They never mentioned that. I, yeah, yeah. I, I just no, don't know. I, I would I would totally agree with you there. I actually was going to mention that, but I forgot. Okay. Like the one scene that I did find really confusing, what was going on, was that one. I'm like. 
did the, why are they why is everyone like freaking out and throwing popcorn at first I thought like the movie already ended Me and they too, were but like it turns mad out it hadn't even and then it hadn't even started yet and then they like it was just uh, like it was really unclear what was going on there. They um, could they could have had some setup for that, like, oh, where is the movie premiering on? Yeah, it's yeah. the only theater we can get. It's a really bad part yeah, now. Yeah. I'm sure it'll be fine. Yeah, because Just to, they steal the parts of the car, so you kind of get that afterwards. Yeah, yeah. I'm like, oh, I get it. Like, this is supposed to be like a bad part of town, I guess. So the the yeah. movie th- people in the theater are always rowdy. I don't know. Because right? I think you it's know? like it's also it would have been nice to have a little more understanding there too, because the end of the movie. Like the, the basically the finale is like yeah. him premiering Plan Nine, and it's in this big, beautiful theater with, you know, like. But we also don't know why that is. He's getting the, but he's like getting the dream, right? Like he, that's him achieving his dream, right? And we never get to see the letdown after that. Like we end the movie with, it's like it's like you know people always say about the Disney movies, right? Like they end with like the wedding and the happy. Like you never you never see or Jane Austen books too. This is another thing. It's like <laughs> you end with the happy ending, yeah. right? Because. Like, it doesn't, you never actually get that, right? So, like, stories don't go on beyond that. Okay. Because there's no such thing as that, right? Okay. And this movie does that, right? Where it's like, it ends on the happy ending, right? Even though that's not what actually happens in his life. Um, But, like, seeing him get that happy ending, you know, in the big theater, the nice stuff might have been nice if you had seen the the scene with, like, the, the previous premiere. And and really maybe better understood like why what that was, was such a disaster, um, because then when you see it be so glamorous at the end, right? Like it, um, it that sort of like comparison well, <clears throat> juxtaposition it, it helps. It makes it, it works a little better. So again, not to to drag this movie more, but like I didn't think the ending one made any sense either. Like I have no idea why it was a well attended premiere in a nice theater. They never explained that. They never had any explanation for why. Like, I could invent one that's like, well, maybe, like, the press talked it up as Bela Lugosi's last picture. So that was the thing. I guess we never saw that happen. There's no reason why it's at that theater instead of the same crappy one the other one was at. They still don't have any money, right? They just got it from this church was the way they funded the movie. There's no reason anyone would care about this movie because they've already seen Ed movies and they know they suck. It makes no sense. And again, that's why I say, like, I felt like the Dolomite movie, which I think is called Dolomite is my name. So I'm just going to say that. <laughs> I'm not sure if it's the same movie, but you know the one I'm talking about. It's so a Netflix with Eddie Murphy. Yeah. The Dolomite movie works way better because throughout that entire movie, the sequence of events is clear. Yeah. And he he's, like, basically getting people, you know, higher ups telling him, that that nobody this we're not gonna make these movies like nobody wants mm-hmm. these movies like we're not gonna invest in them right and then when he finally gets a chance to have like that big premiere and they go they drive out to it whatever and like there's this line around the block it felt real like I understood what was happening mm-hmm. like he had been hustling this whole time and making these movies and they were connecting with people who weren't getting movies that they wanted to see. But he's totally and, a different character who, who whose movies saying, are so, appreciated in a different way than Ed. But what I'm saying is, so that ending makes sense in that movie. This ending makes no sense in this movie because you have no idea wh- why was anyone watching this movie. They didn't explain. It's like, a, it's like a deus ex machina for a movie that doesn't really have a thing that needs to get solved. But it's the equivalent. It's just... Suddenly, there's a well-attended premiere where everyone's polite. Why? There was no explanation in this movie for why that would happen. I have no idea how that would have happened. It probably didn't happen. 
I don't know. I mean, I guess I just don't. A lot of these questions I don't ask. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, you always ask questions during movies, right? You're like, well, why is this happening? Why is this happening? And, like, <laughs> I don't do that. Like, I'm just like, yeah, it's happening. And I also think this movie has a lot of the feel of, like, more of the slice of life kind of movie anyway, right? Where it's, like, jumping yeah. from scene to scene. There's not always a clear connection between them. It's more just, yeah, like... Yeah, it definitely has that, yeah. And I I tend to like that kind of style of movie, and and you definitely don't. So I think... There's also that too, right? Which is like you probably are sensing what maybe feels like a meaning, like a pointlessness to certain scenes where you're like, why is this even here? Um, we could be spending um, I time. Did actually, believe it or not, no. I, I did okay. not think anything in this movie was pointless. Okay. I thought a lot of things didn't feel like they connected, but that's different. Like, But it's not, I mean, I, right? I do think that that's still like the slice of life kind of style thing is like. Not really. The slice of life thing to me that I, or at least the part that I object to, is. When a scene just is goes on for a long time and doesn't really have anything in it that's relevant okay. to me. Okay, so it's not opinion, so right? much like a bunch of scenes thrown together that don't have clear connections, because that's like. Yeah, because in this in this movie, I w- I wouldn't even say that. I think all the scenes had clear connections. Okay, I thought you were what, saying that you thought. What they I'm didn't. saying is, yeah. there's massive missing parts. It's like you excised a huge part of the movie. So it's like, well, this scene was supposed to indicate X. And this scene was supposed to indicate Z, and we never saw scene Y, mm-hmm. right? So yeah. it's like huge chunks are missing. Slice of Life movies, it never feels like there's anything missing. It feels like there's a ton of stuff that doesn't need to be there, I right? See. Like, like you know, it's like we're watching, like, like you know, a, a Roma or a Bicycle Thieves. We're going to watch something for a long time that could have been shown in a short time is usually what I associate with those movies, not the opposite mm-hmm. of that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. I mean, I think at this point, at this point, we just have to to turn it to the movie club. Is there a problem now? I w- I'm really curious, though. Um, and I might caution, as I said multiple times, that like on first viewing, I did not think it was as bad because I think just having the content, mm-hmm. you know, it's because it's weird and like there's a lot of weird things that happen yeah, in these it's movies. Always so, right? It's so strange. I like, think that carried it enough for me. So mm-hmm. I was like, I didn't really love this movie, but it's like, you know, I watched it. Yeah, because when you fine. think about all the right. stuff that happens and and like how ridiculous stuff ends up getting, uh, like, you know, they steal this octopus and they're filming in this like man-made lake at night, lighting with the, yeah. like, lighting the well, scene the with the car. Well, the walking into the door thing, which I'm sure happens in that actual movie. I haven't seen Bride of the well, Monster. Yeah, like, where he, I'm sure this was a thing he did where he just did one take and was like, well, fine, we're going. Yeah, so when the, like, both guys walk into the door for some reason, that probably is actually in the movie, right? Yeah. I mean, I don't know that it is, yeah, yeah. but like, so things like that, I assume, are in the movie and that's mm-hmm. kind of funny. Like, and so, so some of that stuff carries it the first time or did for me. Yeah, because there's, there's um, so much absurdity like uh, so much absurdity yes uh and and that part of the movie i think like you never know what's gonna happen know. really like yeah so uh, th- yeah it I, didn't hold up on second viewing but it, i think that's enough on first viewing for me uh mm-hmm. so i didn't dislike it so some of you if, you if you're seeing this for the first time you may have a more positive reaction f- than i do even if you would be in my camp you, that may help maybe out. but at the same time i saw you know me seeing it for the second time i actually yeah, thought i liked way. it slightly more um but so, you didn't dislike it the first time, right? No, I yeah. was just kind of like, eh. You know, yeah. whereas this time I, I came away from it, I was like, yeah, it was fun. That was a fun movie. Um, so one other thing I would say about it that um, in addition to Amazon video <laughs> being the worst. Yeah. Um, we did not choose to watch it there. We just didn't have any other option. Like we didn't, I guess we could have tried to buy a, a Blu-ray of it. Um, yeah. But like basically the, you know. 
That's the only place that had it. Um, I would also say, in general, I don't like black and white films. Oh, okay. So that's right. kind of a separate thing. Um, so I think probably the movie was also hurt for me a little bit because of that. In general, mm. I just don't like black and white films, period. Interesting. Okay. There's never a movie I've ever seen where I'm like, I'm, I'm really glad that shot in black and white. Some people, or at least my understanding is, some people really like the look of black and white yeah. film. Um, or at least feel like it's a useful style. Like they're like, maybe mm-hmm. they don't think it's great for everything, but mm-hmm. they're like, you know, I like the looks of certain yeah. things shot in black. I always dislike black Interesting. and Interesting. Yeah, because um, actually, so, you know, briefly before we finish, I do think I want to talk about the filmmaking just briefly. Okay, hit me. I I think the filmmaking is great. I really like it. Um, I think Tim Burton's just really solid. Um, I, I don't have any complaints about the filmmaking. There was some really, yeah. I, there's some shots in it that I, I thought were really nice, uh, especially with Bella because he really played into the, yes. hor- like the, the dramatic, like Dracula stuff. Like there's a shot where, um, I think that the, the scene where um, Ed goes to the door to, to, to go to, and he's got the gun yes. and it's a super low shot, yep. like really dramatic looking up. And then it's, a, yeah. it, it kind of moves up as they come in the room. It's like, it was just a really dramatic uh you know, angle and it just really, really thinking a lot about like how to shoot Bella in a way that makes him feel like Dracula, yes. like, you know, this larger than life kind of character. I totally agree. I would, I would add the, uh, there's a scene where the trick or treaters come to the door. Yes, yes. And he comes out <laughs> and spreads his like yeah. cape, you know, mm-hmm. cape wings. And uh, yeah, I, I had no problem with filmmaking at all. The, the black Timber, and white thing is just yeah. me mentioning the fact that yeah, yeah. I don't like black and white movies. So, I don't blame them for choosing this. I can understand the idea behind it. Like they kind of want it to feel like an Ed Wood movie mm-hmm. in a way, although you, it's just shot too well for that. But you know, they kind of want to f- make it feel, <laughs> feel like it's consistent of, of the time period too. Um, yeah, with sort of the subject matter they're portraying. So I, I don't begrudge them that. It's just I don't like it. Mm. So actually, I'm sure I would have liked this movie more in color. But that's interesting. Separate issue. Yeah, actually, I like it a lot. I like it in black and white. Yeah. It's I think it's it's really because like shooting in black and white. Is is you know especially for modern filmmakers I would assume is a like a bit trickier because you're dealing a lot with contrast in ways that you you know you're thinking in con you're, you're setting up your shots and your lighting to think yeah. about contrast more than color and and right so it's like I think Tim Burton has a great eye for I mean he was a, he was an illustrator right I mean he was a visual artist before he was a director oh like, yeah a lot his of stuff always are. his stuff always looks great yeah yeah I don't and think he, he's ever made a he's bad he's got a great film. a great eye a really good visual style that really supports the storytelling and uh so yeah like super solid <clears throat> filmmaking um well i wouldn't go so far as to say it really supports the story the film the story because one complaint i think would be very valid about tim burton is that he is basically completely procrustean like <laughs> tim burton movies look like tim burton movies period he, he, he cannot, has a style <laughs> he cannot he does not flexibly like get he does not support the story he has to, if his movie is going to be good, he has to pick a story that happens to want to be shot in that style. So yes. I would not say he supports the story. I'd say the opposite. The story has oh, yeah, to support I, him I, I or support, it don't work. I suppose that's true. Yeah. He picks stories that support his style. <laughs> yeah, I mean, except Alice in Wonderland, right? Which I guess. This. I didn't see that. <laughs> and maybe Charlie and the Chocolate. There, there's definitely been ones where you're like, no, I think some of his more man. recent stuff is a little bit um, not so know. good. But, but in general, yeah, like when he's when he's doing Batman, when he's doing Night Before His stuff in like the Christmas, 80s and 90s. Edward Scissorhands, Scissorhands, this, things that fit that sort of like... Um, the tone, that style. Sort of lighthearted goth or whatever you want yeah, to call yeah, it. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Beetlejuice yep, would be yep, the other one. Yep. 
Yes, when he, when he picks a story that has the same, mm-hmm. and some of those he wrote, I think, uh, mm-hmm. right? I mean, Night Before Christmas is kind of his, at least. And I don't know about Beetlejuice, but... I don't know. Uh, he's he's great when he's in that zone. He, he's, got, um, he's, he's a ty- ki- kind of director you want to put yeah. on the right... Even Sleepy project. Hollow, which the screenplay is not very good, but the, you know, perfect, right? Mm-hmm. Exactly perfect it's for like him. If you put him on the right um, script, like, you end up with this really... Yeah, unique kind of cool uh, experience. And this movie didn't have any problems with that. He, it's a totally reasonable one for him to be doing. I just, I did not like this the screenplay. I, I have, I have really no complaints about the, you know, the the rest of it. The yeah. rest of it. And I think the acting, even, is, the acting is great throughout. Everybody, the great. acting is fantastic. I mean, they have all great actors. I mean, you got like every everyone in this is doing an amazing job. Uh, and you got like Sarah Jessica Parker, and you've got Patricia Arquette, and you've got. Johnny Depp and Bill Murray, like, uh, and the other, the the guy who plays Chris Wells also, I've seen him in many things before, I just yeah, can't yeah. remember his name. Well, and obviously the guy who plays Bela Lugosi, who's... The guy who plays Bela Lugosi, I don't know who that is, and he's amazing. His name is escaping um, me, um, but yeah, incredible. So, so like, yeah, there, there's nothing really wrong with the movie from a production perspective. I, really, to me, all my complaints are screenwriting, really, mm-hmm. um, for the most part. Well... Uh, Perhaps we end it there because I think there's not much more f- that we can really say. No. But I do really, we really want to hear from you guys this time. We um, do. We do. Because we're a little bit, we're split on it and. We are. Yeah. And neither of us either. Really I, only on the screenwriting though. We're, we're pretty much in, in, yeah, in lockstep in, on everything yep, else. So, yep. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see. I really don't know. There's got to be, there's got to be some Ed Wood fans for sure because, the, you know, multiple people were recommending it. Uh, when we oh, were yeah. right, like we didn't add that one. Well, to the and list. there's a lot. There's a ton um, of people who are in just in general who are really into like crappy movies and uh, okay. and like <laughs> yeah, I think if you're an Edward fan, like an, a true Edward fan, right, like a person who you know has seen Plan Nine from Outer Space and yeah. and, and loves watching bad movies, and then this movie because like watching this movie, like being an Edward fan and a, and a crappy movie fan is not going to be an experience that. I have had and right like I didn't I have not watched this movie being an Edward fan so like I yeah I, and I, I haven't imagine, either I'm not, and, I'm not an yeah Edward and fan. I kind of feel like this movie is gonna be different for that person so if you are that person like I would love to know if you if you're like yes this movie is awesome or if you're like no nah, it's like doesn't really capture what I feel like is great about you know Edward you know what movies or something. you know what movie did work for me, and maybe I'd have to watch it a second time. Hmm. But that's, and then I think about it, I forgot I would add it to the list. Uh, that's the same sort of idea as Ed Wood is mm-hmm. the Disaster Artist. Yes, but I actually really enjoyed that movie in my recollection. Mm-hmm. And I guess yeah, it would have been interesting to compare and contrast. Yeah, and I, I would say Ed Wood and Tommy Wiseau are similar because it's you're comparing it to Dolomite, but you can't really compare them because, as you said, he makes better movies. But Tommy no, Wiseau and I was comparing it to Dolomite Ed, to say why I thought Dolomite right, right. worked. But I'm I'm just yeah, saying in didn't. terms of the actual filmmaker, Tommy Wiseau and Ed Wood are a lot more similar. They yes. both have no self awareness. Yes, make terrible movies. Well, movie and, and in the hustle, case of and like just hustle like crazy, right? Did they? Well, I mean, that might be selling Ed Wood a little bit short. I yeah, feel I like Tommy Wiseau yeah. just kind of made a movie because he had some money. He or had whatever. money. That's true. Whereas Ed Wood was like made a lot of movies. I mean, for what he for, had to work yeah, with, yeah. you Which know. Is like I mean, I don't know how many movies Ed Wood made, but it was. Uh, I'm pretty sure Tommy Wiseau made the one. It's Whereas true. Ed and Wood he, made and he three. Had money. He, three in the course yeah. of just this this biopic, he made three movies, right? Yeah. Well, in any case, yeah. Let us know what you think. Yeah. Let us know what you think. 
Because I don't know. Yeah. But. And uh, and then we'll see you again next week for the last movie of our of our uh, June month yes. theme, um, which is going to be Birdman. Birdman, I'm interested to see what I think of. I've only seen it the once as same, well, same. and I remember it well enough, but it'll be interesting to see if I have a similar reaction because that, that movie for me was also uh, kind of, you know, uneven. Like I was like, I, I, I was somewhat on the fence on okay. Birdman. Yeah. And it'll be really interesting to see what happens the second watching if I go up. Yeah, yeah. Better Birdman or down yeah. less Birdman? Well, I, I don't I'll know. I'll be curious because I only saw it the once in the theater, which yeah. was now a long time ago. It is quite, so quite I'm, some time I'm ago. really, I'm really looking forward to seeing it yeah. again. So me too. We we'll will see, what see you. We'll see you next week. Yes, and, we will. Uh, and in the meantime, let us know what you think about Ed Wood. Please do. Take it easy, everybody. Bye. <laughs>